It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. All right, how exciting. I just got another email from Mike Cohn, my favorite man. And uh, he's continuing talking about um, user stories. And in this episode, he talks about how to introduce user stories to your team. I like this. And he gives a couple of helpful tips. So um, the first tip is to start with some definitions. I love this tip. So let's keep going. A user story describes something a user wants. The story usually follows this template. As a type of user, I want or need or I'm required to do this thing so I can accomplish this end goal. That's the best I think I've ever heard that explained. So I'll read it one more time. It says, um, as a type of user, I want or need or am required to do this thing so that I can accomplish this end goal. I love it. And if you think about uh, something that's too big or a giant user story, those are often called epics. There's nothing more, nothing less. It's just a simple definition. And then you have a theme. A theme is a collection of related user stories. Some people have introduced the term feature to mean user story uh, that's big enough to be released or perhaps big enough that users will notice change and be happier. All of these definitions are only useful if they simplify discussion about the product you're developing and get everyone on the same page. So you need to have the conversation around epics, features, user stories, and how you have them aligned. And Mike, I'm going to add in, I think a lot of this has to do with the confusion that has been created by some of the tooling solutions, where Jira puts things in one order, uh, features in the roadmap, break down to epics, break down, oh no, wait, that's the opposite. It's uh, uh, it's epics in the backlog, break down to features, break, break down to backlog items, break down to tasks. In uh, Azure DevOps, they talk about the other way around where epics break down into stories and features are in the roadmap. So I think it's just confusing because the tools have put it two different ways. So I think getting everyone on the same page and starting and leaning in with some definitions is definitely a very good idea. Okay, let's go to tip number two. Add the right level of detail at the right time. I like this one too. Oh, and he uses my favorite analogy, like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. We don't want items in a product backlog to be too little detail or too much detail. We want to try to make the detail just right. If a product owner writes a user story that includes too little, the developers won't know enough during sprint planning to understand what they're trying to build. If excessive details included, the time and money spent uh, adding that unnecessary detail is wasted because no one's ever going to take the time to consume exceptional amounts of detail. It's unlikely a team's backlog or team's product backlog will be detailed perfectly right off the bat. This means that the team will have to iterate towards the right amount of detail over time. So uh, here's a nice, good, helpful piece of advice. It's much easier for the team members to strike the right balance when they start with too little detail than if they start with too much. So start by filling uh, the user story template in with the bare minimum and uh, let the conversation flow between the product owner or product owner's representation and the team to make sure the team has everything they need to continue down that uh, invigorating stretch to the finish line, if you will, right? Okay. And then finally, tip number three, Mike says, one of the most common struggles faced by Agile teams is the need to split stories. Amen, brother. Um, I'm betting you struggle with this because I certainly did it first. That's why I came up with an easy-to-remember acronym the five different factors you need to split a story. 
spike, path, interface, data, and rules. You can learn about this technique called the spider technique online. Now here's where it gets interesting. And Mike, you're probably going to say this is crazy, but in the past several years, I don't remember the last time I've had to split an item. I'm trying to get in the habit of teaching teams to make things small enough that they should never have a need to split them, that it either can be completed in the scope of a sprint or it moves on to the next sprint. Um, I stray away from creating things that are too large. And what I found is by doing so, it forces additional detail and gets everyone on the same page that much sooner. So that might be the only addendum I have for this. Try to keep things small in size. And if you do that, it's going to be perfect. And I think that if you just follow the the Bill Wake, William Wake uh, model for invest, if you try to keep your stories independent and don't lean in on dependencies, if you make sure they're negotiable, that the, the story is a placeholder for a future conversation and not dictated, that every story provides value, that they're valuable, that they're estimable, which means they're easy to estimate size or scope using a t-shirt size, that they're sized appropriately, meaning that they're small enough to fit inside of a sprint, ding, ding, and that they're testable, that um, everything that you build has some type of way to test it, whether it's a functional test, uh, an automated test, a unit test. You need to be able to test whatever you're building, even if it's just an acceptance test. You need to have some type of test to validate whatever you build. Okay. If you follow those things, they're going to help you succeed with Agile. And Mike, once again, thanks for an amazing email. If you have questions about this topic or any others, feel free to reach out to us. Learn more at AgileDad.com, where we would love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay Agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.